Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Stuck, and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity and we help people living with terminal illnesses or doing with bereavement to write and record an original song. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. The podcast features songwriters. In each episode, I have a different songwriter on. I ask them to share with me one of their songs. We have a chat about how they wrote it. I ask them to share a songwriting tip, and I also ask them for a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Manuka, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Manuka. Thanks for joining me, Manuka. Thank you for having me, Ben. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking to you. So uh, this is the Swan Song Project podcast. If you're new to this podcast, uh, each episode I have a different songwriter on and I ask them to share with me one of their songs and we have a conversation about how they wrote it. And then ask them to share a songwriting tip and then I'll ask them to share a song with us that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. Uh, so would you like to introduce your first song for us, please, Manuka? Yeah, sure. So my the track that I'm going to play for you is, uh, sorry, did you hear that? It was the plumbing, the pipes. That's, that's all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just was like, okay, awkward. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm in a block of flats, that's why. So it's just, okay. So the, this track is uh, Tribal Man. It's the acoustic version. And um, I'm actually going to be releasing it, hopefully, fingers crossed, in September. But yeah, definitely have a listen. I wish I could be human and let's drive away and wake up to the bird song of nature every day. Live like a tribal man. I'm running round in circles. Okay, fantastic. So that was uh, Tribal Man by Manuka. Yeah, it's a cool song. You said that's the acoustic version? Is the, is the other version like a full band version or what's... The... Well, it's got like a cajon and an upbeat vibe to it. And I had actually released an EP called Inspired a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I felt, I mean, especially the last couple of years, I felt a lot of my music that I had released already didn't really resonate with who I am as an artist, which is interesting because I'll delve in that later as well. But, um, you know, as individuals, we are constantly interchanging and um, that those songs had a lot of outside influence as well. So even though they're great songs and I, I do love them, I don't feel that they've got that same connection to me as an artist 
as I was hoping and intending to, especially during when I was actually writing the song. So that was, that's the reason why I actually took the songs down and I actually removed my EP and cleared my whole uh, artist profile. And I put them on Bandcamp, so if anyone wanted to listen to it, then that's fine. But I um, really wanted to wipe the slate clean and just give myself some self-reflection of who I am, who I want to portray the world as an artist, and um, what sound I want to give out as well. So my main intention is all about the lyrics and the melodic tone to the way I sing and raw emotions. I like being able to connect with people on a deeper level and kind of resonate how I'm feeling in the same way when I'm performing live. So when I perform live, there is a, is a different kind of essence to when someone is hearing my track on an mp3 or like listening to wherever so i want to try and transpose that feeling and that energy of what you get when you hear me live to your your own devices basically so yeah yeah it's a challenge that isn't it so it's about and there's some some acts some acts you know managed to do it perfectly aren't there? and like the records are kind of almost it's never i don't think it's never quite as good it was a different thing isn't it but yeah. like there's some acts where like once it's like completely different, isn't it? Are they the live and the so it's always a challenge. And what you're saying as well about like kind of finding what what your authentic expression is as an artist, I guess it feels like it's a kind of a constant quest in many ways. Yeah. Um, this might be a, like a strange question, but I guess like do you know what it was about the stuff before that like that you feel isn't quite right? If you know you. Yeah, I, I feel that there was just too much going on like in the track. So um, when you're working with the producer or any any other individual, like if, if you've got a friend in with you in the studio and they're just, you're just bouncing off ideas, you get that energy and that excitement and you, ha you have a tendency just to put so much in. And then it's just like, whoa, it's just completely changed. Sometimes that's absolutely like magic you've just created some genius there but other times like for, for me for example it, it's very difficult because like how I, what I'm trying to portray is is more about feeling and when when you add a lot of sound or if even if effects or a lot of instruments um it kind of loses that that in that rawness that was initially there as a songwriter but that I mean I know artists that have done it so beautifully I mean like I'm inspired by Corinne Bailey Ray and how she's you know her first debut album was like my go-to and I was just like oh this is magic I love this and it's, she's got so much like texture and emotion and like diversity in in in, in her songs and she's been able to do that with through collaborating with different musicians and like working with producers. But for me, for example, I have tried that and I felt that my own individuality and like how my, what my emotions are, obviously not gonna be the same and my lens is gonna be different. So I, I want to be able to have people interpret my songs however they will but also have the opportunity to see it through my eye a lot of times you, you don't really know or we like to keep hidden our true feelings behind the song and like to keep it very um what's the word uh opaque with 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 the actual meanings um and the intention behind writing a song so I wanted to do the reverse of that and just just lay out all my cards and just mm. be very raw and kind of have that vulnerability there as well. So, um, darling, come home, come home was pretty much that, and I think that was the start of a thought process that made me want to change my whole approach to writing music and embodying emotion, embodying the element and how music can make you feel and take you back to a certain place and uh, really get immersed in it and sometimes even overwhelmed. So like just, just, just to give it a bit bit more of a deeper a deeper experience mm. for listeners. Yeah. And uh, Down and Compose the song that we're gonna talk about a little bit further on in the in the podcast in a bit more detail, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Um 
Yeah, it's interesting stuff. It's something I think is kind of um, often like overlooked, but I guess it's not something people think about from an outside perspective of like that part of the that journey as an artist of part of it's trial and error and part of it's discovering who you are and what you're trying to say and how you mm. say it that that's one of the hardest parts of it like it's you can write a song at any stage but the more songs you write the more you kind of connect with what's what you'll know, find out what and like you said about you um a lot of time when you get the option of putting lots of things on you're like oh yeah well, let's have a bit of that let's have let's have saxophone <laughs> let's have a choir series yeah. um and then like you can get carried away with that and be like, actually that's not what i'm trying to do that's not what's best and sometimes it's different song by song isn't it it's like some artists are different but like you might have a song next year where you do feel like you need all that stuff for it because that's what that song needs but mm. it's, a, it's a constant journey yeah i mean like with tribal man this song it was it was a happy accident i didn't even intend on writing it and it and it was a song for my for my own healing and I, I was at a point in my life where I was working two jobs, you know, I was trying to make time in the studio. I was trying to start up my own business as well. Like I wanted to host music acoustic nights where the artists get more money. So, um, and like trying to promote artists and actually help change the culture within music business around locally. This is just based off my own experiences. So I was just trying to balance so many different eggs and like just, then I just couldn't cope and I was really mentally exhausted. I didn't realize and I got really low. And then I just took the time like near my house. I don't live far from Herd Farm, Eckert Reservoir. So I went for a walk and there was just like a couple of cows, sheep and it was just grassland. And even though it was about 10 minutes walk from my place and um, that I couldn't hear a single car and it was like pin drop silence. And I just really took that time to self-reflect and just be like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what are you doing? Like, and just trying to reflect and cool down my mind, basically. <clears throat> and when I got home, I had a sense of clarity and obviously I was feeling much better and I could see it's just, there was like an overwhelming um overwhelming sense of creativity just like cloud like consuming my mind I just got to a point where I need to get this out I need to go somewhere and get me my guitar and I just had to literally run inside pick up my guitar and then I just started singing singing and then the lyrics just came out and then the melody came I mean it's, it didn't come out as it is now obviously that took a year to get to the point where it was but it at the framework actually just came out and I had it, there was a sense of purpose there and then there was an intention that was enrooted within that song and that's what I feel with Tribal Man made it a really strong track for me because there was there was something raw and it was something true that was embedded within it that had a really good connection close connection to me and so every time when I sing it I, I just feel so good and yeah yeah was it, did it come to you when you when you were on that walk? Then did you no were, were, no? So there's none none of the like the lyrics are the anything nothing nothing. I just came home and I was just like I remember it exactly. I just came out like oh, I feel so good. Then I was like mm -hmm. I'll get I need my guitar. I just sit on my guitar and then it wasn't even sense where I had a song or I had a tune. I had to transpose it onto the guitar and figure out the chords of the melody. I just had so much creativity and the way I channel that is through music. So I just had to sit with the guitar, not knowing what I was going to create, whether it was going to be something or whatever, but just, I just had to release what was inside of me and something constructive and artsy. If I was an artist, like fine artist, I'd be sitting with a paintbrush and stuff, or if I was a dancer, I'd be dancing. So with me, it was just, I needed, nature kind of gave me that, energy and that source and then I just had to like put it out into something and yeah tribal man came it was, it was really nice mm -hmm. I, I think that I've had I've only had a very few occasions where I've written songs like that it's being overwhelmed it doesn't have to be a negative sense of overwhelming it can be positive it can be anything but when you're cons when you've got so much of emotion or so much influence or inspiration or whatever it is it tends to just want to come out 
like, there's no control over it. I don't know if you can relate to that as well, but it's just like, forget everyone, don't talk to me. I'm gonna do this right now, it's in my head. I need to get it in there on paper or on my phone. So yeah. And you, uh, this might be a, a, a tough question in terms of, you know, finding the right words to articulate it, but um, can you describe what that feeling's like? So I, I do know what you're talking about, um, but like, I guess the, so the not when you know that like, so you said like with this start of this, you, you weren't feeling great um, about the, the, the work and the stress and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that has a particular type of feeling. Then you went for the walk that really made you feel a lot better. And then there's the, the the creativity overwhelm type feeling, mm. like the. I guess I'm asking if you can describe what that feeling's like and how you know that then that say, this is what I need to go and create. Um, it's, and it's like not- an yeah, it's like an adrenaline of determination, like you know when you're just so focused and like right, I'm gonna go for this, and it's just like say if you've got an exam. And then you sit in your exam, you've got three hours to complete every question. So all your focus is channeled there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you, you, you've got a deep sense of attention. And it's just like that when you've got so much of this positive energy of whatever's coming with you, even if it's negative, you have to get it out in the sense where it, 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 it acts like an adrenaline. So you're on this high. And while you're releasing that, you're coming down off this high and you're feeling the sense of release. So... At, at first it's just like I think it's like an ex- for in this scenario I was just really excited like mm. I thought okay this is I feel like something's coming it's just this and is that was yeah good. it was yeah. excitement for something but not knowing what it was so like exactly I, I'm definitely familiar with like you know I have, I have like an idea for a song and I feel like oh that's exciting I can't wait to work on that um and I think I think I think I do get this what you're talking about I probably but like, I don't think I'm as good at channeling it now as I used to be I think I used to be a lot more disciplined with with you know then when I've, I've just I think see, I used to write a lot more than I do now of my own stuff anyway okay. um so I think that I used to just get into that pattern but I guess what from my perspective I'm thinking of it in terms of like yeah what year when you know that's that's the calling now is to go and and let that mm. thing come out mm. definitely yeah that's interesting yeah. stuff yeah yeah that sounds great um and so then you say it just kind of it just came out you just started playing and Singing and and that all just came out from there. And then did you have to do much refining afterwards, or was it just quite a bit of refining? I mean, like the tune. I remember I was listening to my voice memos, like just clearing out a load of junk. And then I was just like, "What is this, Tribal Man?" And then I clicked on it, and I was like, "What is that? Seriously?" (laughs) Like, because the tune was just. And I actually, I was the way I was singing three years ago. It's very different to how I sing now, and it's just quite interesting to how you reflect on, on your 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 tone. Like everything about the way I sing has has changed significantly. I had a really indie tone, and it was it was quite nice. Like, but it feels very alien now when I listen to it. Mm. Um, but yeah, when I was when I was listening back to the voice recording, the the, the melod- melodic tune was quite simplified it, it wasn't there was there wasn't um, it was just more like a framework so it was like a guide of where my voice could go rather than adding any finishings to it or anything like that and it was just something that I like to work like that so even when I write a song and I don't want to sit too much in it and just get too engrossed in the track and I I like to always give it fresh eyes or fresh ears in this scenario. So I'll always lay down the framework and then I'd improvise separately as a separate recording and then listen to those two recordings separately and see what I like after hearing it a week, a month, six months, even a year. So there's songs where I haven't listened to for about a year now I've got there somewhere and it's just... Yeah, there's, when I do listen to it, I was like, okay, that, that I like. I can use that here, actually, in this new song. Mm. So I think it's really important that when what I've learned through songwriting is that like laying down the groundwork, when you first get that spark of inspiration and that adrenaline, you don't need to write the full song or you don't need to think that it's ready because, you know, when you listen back, it usually 
you'll always have something new to add to it mm. and stuff like that. So just being, a, I used, to, I played the patient game with that song, I think. I, th- I don't know, I think maybe about f- um, after I wrote that, I think that was in August. And then it was November, three, three months, I think it took me to finish that song along with the other tracks um, in the EP. So yeah, October is when, October and November is when I released that EP. So three, three months of refining and stuff like that. Yeah. I've got all those stages where I sang it again and sang it again and sang it again. So it's quite nice to reflect and like see how the song shaped. And it's nice because I actually forgot they were there until I was cleaning out my my phone. And then I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I never thought that that's where it was. And I'd forgotten what it had sounded like. So it's good to even like for self-development and reflecting on you know, how much work that can go into a song before you even go to the studio. It's just interesting to see how it like blossoms. What did you change? What did you add? And even if there was something that you um, didn't, you, you might have not added in the current song and you listen to the first recording, like, actually, I like that now. So I'll just take that and put that there. So it's, it's very like crossover, up, down kind of nature of a way of, of, of doing it of writing a song definitely well for yeah. me that was tribal man yeah yeah and what's that like in comparison to your other songs do you often kind of just do that just sit down with your guitar and see what comes out or do you have like because i guess it's this different what we're talking about there is that different stage of like there's kind of editing and refining isn't it after the initial yeah. idea but um so i imagine you go through that with with most of your songs but do you have do you have a thought like uh, do you normally like sit down to write lyrics or do you just let things go come out naturally or do you have ideas of like I'd like to write a song about this or mm. well um usually when I want to like deliberately sit down and write a song I'll first spend time to just uh, think of an emotion or uh, I'm very driven by feelings I mean uh, I can't I, I'm not very good at just thinking of a topic and then writing a song. I, I really need to feel it, even if I've not experienced that feeling myself in that context to so say heartbreak or um, betrayal, something like that, I've not experienced that. So if I, if I had, then I'd have to think or maybe listen to other artists' songs and really feel their pain or maybe, um, maybe watch a movie related to that. So anything that can inspire that emotion and let that emotion sort of consume you, it can be a bit like detrimental. Uh, obviously if it's a negative emotion, it could just make you feel really bad. But um, that's kind of the the art of like immersing yourself within the, the like creative writing in whatever context and stuff. So I like to do, I like to really consume myself with that thought process and I create figments in my own imagination that are not true to a point where I create scenarios with my putting myself in those scenarios and then I try to shape a story and then a context or an idea so there was one where um, I was really into uh, Greek philosophy and I used to love reading up on Aristotle at the time and the ideals of love and the um, meaning behind a soulmate what does it mean um that romanticized philosophy so when i was working on a collaborative project with a friend of mine he wrote he created a beat for his friend no for his girlfriend sorry and uh he just sent it to me it's like oh do you think you could do something on this and i was like i've never written anything for anyone before but as soon as i heard the music it just it like it came out and then the, the lyrics was about the idea of um, taking another being, another part in another part of the world and connecting in another realm. So it's like um, you, you, you're in a separate time space, you're in, you're in your own, um, you're in your own 
you're in your own zone, time zone, that's excluding everyone else. And it's everything's in slow motion. And there's, there's, there's a romanticized feeling of it. And I kind of I got off that, the idea of the Greek philosophy around um, Zeus making human man as um, beings with two heads, four arms and four legs. And then by a short story, Cliff Notes version is where he felt intimidated by the human race. And there's a lot of drama up there. And he struck man in two, splitting them in half, which is why we look the way we do, according to Greek philosophy. And then um, there's, that's why there's always that um, um, that meaning and that saying of looking for your other half and not feeling complete until you find that person and that electricity, that chemistry. So with that ideology, I wrote a song. So it just depends on where I am in that time, time frame and um, what I'm listening to and, and what I'm reading or and things like that. So I, I always, I don't try to um, create things that I'm, I'm unfamiliar with because then I can't really give it that true, my own authentic voice. Otherwise, it'll just feel very detached so even when I've done some commissioned work with um, people and I've written songs for them, I've always tried to put myself in their shoes or just feel or like get to know them a bit more and just really get get a bit bit more of a story there and then bounce back ideas and they've they've seemed to work out quite well. So yeah. Yeah, it's always really interesting. Uh, thanks for sharing it. As, yeah, I hadn't thought of that starting from an emotion before. I've always, I always kind of thought of it the opposite way of um, you're having a topic and then working from there, but like, well, what would the emotion be in that topic? But it's oh. interesting to kind of, um, I guess I'm just in my head as looking like, you know, like the, you have the emotions, the like the roots in a way, and then the topic grows out of it. Whereas I've yeah. always been well, like, oh, that's a nice tree. What's at the bottom of that? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> funny way of putting it. <laughs> Oh, that's a good um, reference. That's a good. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, I have to try that sometime. Uh, doing it the other way around. Uh, Me brilliant. too. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it the other way around too. <laughs> um, good stuff. So uh, let's move into section two now, Sherry. Uh, this is where I ask my guests to share with us a songwriting tip. Uh, so, what would your tip be for us, Manuka? Uh, my tip would be. I kind of was talking about it already before. Um, that happens just, a lot in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it was just about, what was my tip? I had I had a really good one, actually. Um, it, oh, my mind's gone blank, Ben. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. What have we talked about? We talked about the start of emotion, the channeling stuff, and kind of coming back to it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Going for a walk. What else did we talk about? I think um, so. Yeah. So to summarize, what I've been saying is that being in the moment. So yeah, that's what it was. So being being in the moment. Whenever you're trying to write a song, sometimes it'll be very difficult to um, consciously and just be like, okay, today I'm gonna. Give myself this target just to write a song especially if you haven't written a song before if you're very new to songwriting it can be very difficult because you've you've not already developed a flow or a way of um processing thoughts and creative writing or creative thinking and or even creative references for example so what i would kind of suggest is that being present in the moment to the sense when whenever you're living out your day-to-day -day, what kind of sparks your mind if you're going out for a walk do you see a, a weirdly shaped cloud and like well, think reflectively on that jot that down so then that make, helps you think okay my mind is thinking like this and this is what um, imagery my mind likes to kind of reference to and then things like if you identify I mean my, my reference is always nature so I'll always look at um, the way a bumblebee would like, take pollen from one flower and I'd really just engross myself and look and see how an, an animal looks and then looking at caricatures of different things um, engaging the senses and um, 
jotting all these down and it's, it's, it's more of a long-winded process it's not like a quick top tip plan you can just do this and then off you go kind of thing it's i'll be honest it's quite a you've got to work on it and like grind on this kind of process but once you've got that creative library in your head and then when you want to write a song you've got so much to refer to and you've got so much scope to where you can take your song it can be you can transform lyrics from being literal literal wordings into metaphorical and um, references so you, you can really open up the track to and the meaning to be literally anything and it can be really poetic in a way than just straightforward he, he broke my heart he did this 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 you could just instead of doing that you can reference um how how nature falls on autumn and in the winter it bears cold and then the frost bites like this bites my heart kind of do you know and it's just like being able to just spontaneously then this kind of stuff will just come up because you've already referenced and you you know triggers and what you can what you've seen what you've heard and what you've smelled and what you've touched and things like that so I, I 100% um, recommend that because that will take, it will just, it'll give you goosebumps when you're writing, definitely, because it's this so, it's, it's, it's quite magical to, re, to be poetic in your songwriting and taking it into a much more like artistic approach and how, how you, how you express yourself really. And it's quite fun to see, um, what imagery you can use to express an emotion and whether you can play on an emotion through a certain imagery as well. So it's really fun and it's not a chore definitely, but mm. it's, it's, a, it's a grind to do that. I mean, I love doing that. I get up in the morning and if I'm, if I'm having a, a week where I'm just really bad, cause I love, I'm writing short stories. I love creative writing. That's, and I love writing poetry. Um, so this is something if I'm having a dry week where I'm just like, I want to write something, but I can't think of anything. I'll just daydream and looking out on like at the view, looking out the window. And if it's raining, how does the rain fall on the window? Um, is there a, someone walking by? What do they look like? What are they wearing? They're walking the dog. Like, how is their posture? Are they feeling sad? Like when you, that game of what we do, people watching, we kind of create a story. That person, this person, or that person, that person. It's creating that constant inquisitive, inquisitive, <laughs> that inquisitive nature. I can't even say the word. Oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah. And then it, once you once you can sustain that, you can channel it into something quite productive. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's really good. It's really practical advice as well. Like, I think a lot of the time when people are new to songwriting, it's like um, you're not knowing, you know, like thinking it's either the, like you're meant to have that creativity coming out straight away. Mm. Um, whereas that's much more kind of you see like easy steps people can follow. Like, oh, I'll just start paying attention to these little things or little things that you notice. And it's, I think a lot of times people, because everyone, everyone notices things all the time, but a lot of times people don't, don't express them, do they? You kind of think that's, mm. nobody cares about that. But yeah, like those little things that you know, it's Bumblebee doing a certain thing. It's yeah. it's all it's all worthwhile things that you, and you don't know when they're going to be worthwhile sometimes. But capturing okay. them all, and then it does train yourself to pay that a little bit more attention. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, part of what makes a great artist is is spotting those things that. And imagine some of the stuff you get down, you know, doesn't actually doesn't get used in any songs, but it's all part of that process of mm. of developing that skill. 100% and I mean even this process is so good for like just your own sanity as well it's just so nice like just to practice and being present in that moment and taking in what you've got around you and um, if you're able to channel that creatively then brilliant but if not you know it's good just to have there as a reference to think and to reflect to also be like oh I, I, I remember at that day I was looking at this and then I was feeling this way so that might think or spark something. So it doesn't have to be a direct inspiration. It can be indirect by mm. you writing something down, going away, and then coming back and reading it and trying to remember how you felt that day. And then, because sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't really 
even pay attention to yourself or how like you're feeling or your thoughts are but until afterwards when you remember things you reflect better so that's an also another thing to consider when you're when anyone's writing a song or stuff like that to to hold on to memories or anything that's happened in the past that has some sort of significance as well and connecting it to the present moment and what they can see and observe and that 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 way you can structure something quite quite beautiful hi everyone i hope you're enjoying the podcast so far sorry for the interruption just want to drop a quick note in here to say that swanson project is a registered charity if you're enjoying this podcast and you'd like to consider supporting us uh, there are several ways you can donate through the website it all goes towards supporting more people Limited term allowances to write and record their original songs. If you'd also like to show your support um, for the podcast, we always appreciate any reviews you can leave us. Uh, you know, likes, shares, subscribes, all that kind of business. Um, it always really helps. Uh, so if you'd like to do any of that, it's really much appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's move into section three now, shall we? Uh, this is where I ask my guests to share with <laughs> us a song that's meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. Uh, so what song have you chose for us here, Manuka? Yeah, so I've so I've so I've cho- chosen a song called uh, "Darling Come Home," which is a track that I have written. It's an acoustic uh, live recorded version of of the song. So yeah, have a listen.
Okay, brilliant. So that was uh, Darling Come Home by Manuka. Uh, yeah, it's a powerful song, Manuka. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Yeah, this song is a really vulnerable um, personal song I had uh, dedicated to my brother who had passed. Um, it was actually at a time where I'd written, I, I was, yeah, I was, I, I remember this moment where I was um, with my family in the waiting room waiting and my brother was on um, life support like breathing machine and it was just at that point where I had to come to terms with that he wasn't gonna gonna make it and it was just really difficult and I was like pleading with like the world trying to say just just bring him back like give me a miracle I just want you to come home I want you to I want it to be back to normal you know you've you still needed here, like, and just really trying to persuade him to wake up, basically. And yeah, it was four o'clock in the morning, and just, my my mum, my sister was on the sofa next to me, just like knocked out, they were exhausted. I just couldn't sleep, and it, I was so my anxiety levels were so high, and the only way I could try and process and like calm myself down was through writing lyrics and talking to him in in song so it was it wasn't intentional to make a song actually and I actually made and finished a song and sang it at the funeral so it was a very quick process um, and it, it really helped me uh, kind of get through it as well it, it it helped me and those around me just you know hold on to something and um, I mean it was of course a difficult time and it was a very traumatic experience I mean his his passing wasn't something we had expected he was fine the day before and the next day he just passed so it was it was it, it was an element of shock of trauma and just like pain and anger everything in one and it was just really really difficult and denial just everything so I mean, we were blessed we had a lot of people come and support us and we heard so many thrilling stories that we had never heard of my brother and it turned out he was an angel like he had he had learning disabilities so he was autism so um the world had given him many, many barriers in his life, but he never really acknowledged those and he achieved far more than the world had expected of him and he had touched so many lives and so many people had come to us and shared their stories and how he had touched their life and in that way that kind of helped us grieve and remember him in a more positive light and it kind of embedded the song a bit more that, you know, the lyrics say that you're the spider to our family web. It's not 
time for you to go. He's the one that made the web. He's the one that held our family together. When he left, it broke us apart and it was really difficult to put us back together sort of thing. I mean, like anything like that. And even extended family, he was the family web. He'd always uh, think of others before himself. He'd connect with people from all walks of life. He'll give them his attention. And he was a very, 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 very kind soul. And um, yeah, this this song, I mean, even when I sing it now, when I perform, I get, sometimes I get really overwhelmed, but it's it's no longer something that I, I can remember the negative sides of it. I, I do get that at times, but when, when I sing this song, I remember positive memories of when we were young and this joyous laugh and mischievous behavior and our sibling relationships and stuff. So this is, the song helps me connect to those memories as well in a way. Um, and it now reminds me less of the trauma that I had when I wrote the song. So I, even when I listened to this recording and I listened back to the pain I was experiencing when I was singing that song. It was very shaky, it was, it was quite weak because I, I, my emotions were just overwhelming. But now when I sing this, I'm a lot more stronger. I can really harness the emotion with strength rather than let it um, harness me or overwhelm me. So, which is a nice sort of sense of growth and a reminder that, you know, things will always get, we will eventually get better and you can cope through it. And that despite him actually physically not being there, he's always there. So within me, within the family and stuff, and, and we're, we're always being reminded of him through what we do and how we choose to live our lives in his memory. Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about that. It's, um, but so, so um, pleased that you got such benefit out of doing the songwriting and obviously you had a good family around to support you and things like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine how tough that must have been. And, and uh, you know, so you told me a lot of bit about um, what happened before. I didn't know it had been that sudden of uh, yeah. how quickly that had happened. Um, but I also liked what you were saying about how, how great a person he was and how much big an impact he had. And then it was making me think as well that the... Um, you know, that you still having this song that you share with people and you know the benefits that then that song can bring to other people so then it's kind of him still his impact still yeah. carrying on of like um i think you know like songs like this to other people who will definitely relate to that experience um mm. having that having that song can bring so much comfort and joy to them which then is, mm. is also connected to his uh his legacy uh still reaching people yeah definitely I mean, I've, I've sang it a few times where people have come out to me and told me that they had someone who had passed away. And it, it, it brings forward a community. I feel like when you sort of let your walls down a little bit and share your vulnerabilities, people are drawn towards that and they want to share and communicate. And you, have, you build a sense of community through, through music, through conversing and through sharing. And there's a lot of taboo with having to hold in and to stay strong and to cope with any pain and suffering alone rather than telling people your problems because apparently no one wants to know your problems and why would you burden them with your problems? They've got plenty of their own. But a matter of fact, what we don't realise is that it's actually lightening yourself along with them because they could connect and resonate with 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 yourself so i've learned that sharing the song and i always like to explain the song before i sing it and just to give context. Uh, every song i write i like to give a bit of a story to it just just so people can understand why i wrote the song as well so i feel most places whenever i perform people really do connect to that that track in particular and it's really nice because that's the most personal piece I've ever written and I'm grateful that I was I have been able to write that and channel it channel my pain through writing a song he gave me that kind of gold star and that blessing as well yeah. he helped me write a song before he passed so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um 
I think it kind of ties a lot of stuff we'll be talking about kind of ties together here in a nice way of like what you're saying then about the once you know sharing these experiences and like it's for an artist to do is to do that and to do something which is really you know, vulnerable and personal and then to share that is kind mm-hmm. of like I always think of that so it's a real gift to other people because like what not everyone it's not I, mean, I think that everyone can do that but it's not everyone's in a position to do that do you yeah. know? so like and what we'll talk about earlier those steps of developing your voice and developing your style and your way of expressing yourself mm-hmm. when you've done that groundwork then if you can put those skills to use on a really um, personal and difficult experience to share that with mm. other people then people who don't have that means of expression yet that you know haven't found their outlet um hearing someone else has been through that it's that thing that uh, was it a problem shared is a problem halved yes um and sometimes it's just like you know when you hear it and this you know all my favorite songs like that when it's, a song says something was like that's exactly how i feel but i didn't i hadn't thought of putting it in that in those words or in that sound and it just it just makes you feel so much better, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so true. Totally relate to it. Totally relate to that. Yeah. So yeah, man, pleased it's um yeah, you've got that benefit from it and uh and you can continue playing the song. Thank you. Yeah, in its memory. Thank you. Yeah. So um what was his name by the way? Um Hamid. Hamid. Yeah. Yeah, lovely to hear about him. Um and yeah, really <laughs> nice to meet you. I know I've really enjoyed uh, enjoyed chatting with you. Have you and got you? Anything? Yeah, thank you. Was, uh, it's been a really nice session. I really enjoyed this. Oh, that's really good. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, have you got anything coming up that you you want to mention? Are you doing any are you doing some online workshops or anything like um, that? I, I deliver monthly free sessions, Music to My Mind, where it's like a peer-to-peer support group um, about just basically using music as a medium to converse about thoughts and feelings and advancing your imagination. It's about 40 minutes to one hour session um and yeah i'm just going to be releasing a lot of new music soon fingers crossed so post september i'll be releasing my new sound acoustic vibes so you can hit me up on social media at just manuka and um even if you wanted to connect um with me after regarding this our conversation ben or if anyone felt like they want to to reach out more than welcome and happy to lend an ear as well fantastic yeah thank you very much i'll put all your links in the descriptions so people can uh, check out your pages and and get in all touch sure. yeah great stuff thanks a lot manuka and thank uh, you so much thank you and thanks for tuning in everyone i'll be back with another episode soon